are Locked on Tar Heels, your daily podcast on the UNC Tar Heels, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Park the sound at your favorite Tar Heel voice. Welcome to Locked on Tar Heels. As always, it's a great day to be a Tar Heel. I'm your host, Candace Cooper. Thank you all for joining me today. Do yourself a favor. Make sure you download, subscribe to Locked on Tar Heels podcast from anywhere. You can also join the fun via Twitter by following at Locked on Heels or me personally at Candace D. Cooper. Here's what I have on tap for you today. I need to remind you that with amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts that your car will ever need, you got to visit rockauto.com and tell them Locked On sent you. So we got to talk about the advantages of upperclassmen. We got to get a look at the NCAA picture right now as we're heading towards March. Where do we stand for the Tar Heels? I don't even want to give a grade to my man, Garrison Brooks. So let's talk about that conversation. More importantly, we got to get ready for Virginia. How excited are you for the matchup? Moving on from all the hoopla that we've experienced in the first half of the week, and now we are nice and focused and ready to beat the Cavs, which we have not done for some time. It's been a, a rough go, to say the least. But finally, some good news to share. Hope you're having a happy Thursday, getting ready for the weekend. Got to tell you that Garrison Brooks is one of the 30 male basketball players to be honored for the Senior Class Award. Now, 60 NCAA men's and women's basketball standouts, student athletes who excel both on and off the court, were selected as candidates for the 2020-2021 Senior Class Award. So to get this award and be eligible, a student athlete must be classified as an NCAA Division I senior and have notable achievements in four areas of excellence, four areas of excellence, which include community, classroom, character, and competition. So shout out to my man Garrison, who exudes all of these four pillars. I wanted to say, you know, let's have some conversation with the folks here, right? Let's talk about it as units, because that's what we are. We're a family here at Locked on Tar Heels. If you were to give Garrison a grade on the year, what would it be? What would you say overall Garrison has done for the team on and off the court, maybe you might know him personally. Maybe you know him. You know, you have a great story to share about how he's helped you, X, Y, Z. I think, personally, Garrison is a great guy. Um, tell me what you think about Garrison, though. On the floor, has he contributed enough? Has he done enough for you? Right, after having a breakout year last season, were the expectations a bit high for the power forward? You know, it's hard to tell, but I would love to know your opinion. Is it too early to predict where he'll end up next season. Do you find him being a lottery pick? Do you think that he'll make it in the league at all? Do you think that'll have to take some talents to the G League or even overseas? Overseas is not a bad gig these days, especially. What things are we still looking to see from Garrison? So those are the kind of questions that I want you guys to ponder on. You know, personally for me, I think if I'd give Garrison a grade, it would have to be a B minus because he's stepping up from his freshman and sophomore performances. But the regression he's seen this season may not simply be skill related because obviously the talent is there. And to me, the COVID factor certainly doesn't help. But having more help this season has certainly been something that he's had to adjust to. Not having to be the man, quote unquote, on this team can be difficult. And if you were put under pre so much pressure from last year, it's hard to get out of that mental head game sometimes. You got to gotta realize, play, know your role and play it well, essentially. Oh, and let's not forget that being preseason player of the year brings its own set of pressure. But I'm sure he is doing the best that he can. kind of sucks that this is how the latter half of his season really career is playing 
playing out, having two years of a struggling Carolina team that everyone's like, oh, you're not the Carolina of old. I'm sure that can't be easy, right? I remember my junior year of college, we got our ass kicked by UVA at ACC's, and we kept scratching our heads because we couldn't understand how they got so much better than us in a season. I like to think that our player, players, as well as maybe the team down the street, talking about Duke, right, have that conversation with themselves when they look at teams like UVA and Florida State. You know, in some ways, the one-and-done culture has worked for teams like Kentucky, but after a while, you know, the dust settles and you see that you can't just play with freshmen. Mind you, uh, there's not going to be a pandemic in every couple of years, right? But there, this year may have shown us that under, <coughs> excuse me, got to get it out, upperclassmen leadership is okay. Now, the road to March is certainly going to be interesting, and I hope you guys are ready and locked and loaded, and you're doing that because you got rockauto.com on your side, the family business serving auto part customers for 20 years. Go to rockauto.com right now and shop for all of your auto and body part needs from hundreds of manufacturers. They got everything. Rockauto.com catalog is unique and remarkably easy to navigate. Quickly see all the parts available for your car or vehicle and choose the brand, specifications, and prices you prefer. Best of all, rockauto.com is always reliably low and same for professionals and do-it-yourselfers. Why spend up to twice as much for the same parts? Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck. Right locked on in their how-did-you-hear-about-us box so they know we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. Again, visit rockauto.com. February is Black History Month, and Locked On Podcast Network is honoring the challenges and successes of Black men and women in sports with a new series called Locked On Presents More Than a Game. Don't miss this week's episode featuring Candace Cooper of Locked On Tar Heels and Erica Ayala of Locked On Women's Basketball discussing the opportunities and challenges that come with being a Black woman in sports. There's a new episode coming next week, so go ahead and subscribe to Locked On Presents podcast feed on the radio.com app or wherever you get podcasts. Make sure you guys, again, listen to that conversation because it's good. I ain't even going to lie to you. And it's not just because it's me. It's because we got my girl Erica on there really dropping gems. So you don't want to miss that conversation. But let's move on. You know, again, make sure you guys hit me up at Kansy Cooper. Answer my questions about Garrison Brooks. I want to know how you feel about it. You can give me a whole look and glance about the rest of the team. But Garrison in particular, I just want to know your thoughts on the questions I asked, okay? The Virginia game will be the fourth, Carolina's fourth consecutive ACC road game. As we all know, they were supposed to play Miami at home. Unfortunately, that did not go down due to rejoicing of a Duke win. So we don't get the Miami game right now. We may not get it for the rest of the season, which at this point, you know, you need all the games you can get Carolina, but that's a whole other story for another day. So this will be the first time UNC has played four straight true ACC road games in one season since 1964 when Carolina played South Carolina, Maryland, Wake Forest, and Duke. So Carolina comes into this game 12-6, and 7-4 and four in the ACC. Should be 13-6 and six and 8-4 and four in the ACC, but hopefully we'll be able to say that come Saturday. Carolina will play Virginia at 6 p.m. on ESPN, which the game will be televised. So make sure you guys either watch on your phone or watch on the TV. Live tweet with me at Candice Cooper. Mostly I rip off all the tweets and my real thoughts at Locked on Heels. Gives me an opportunity to just let it fly. So 
Don't miss your chance to see that. The Tar Heels are playing for the first time in a week since beating Duke 91-87 back over there at Cameron, eight miles down the road. Six Tar Heels scored in double figures in that game. UNC shot for 53% on the night. 66% say that three times fast from three-point range. And then had a season high in fast break points with 27, capitalizing off Duke's turnovers, 28 in the win at Duke. So Duke was just showing themselves not worthy. If you anybody follows Duke, you try to be – I don't know what the word is. You try to be non-biased, right? Unbiased. You try to just be looking at Carolina or looking at college basketball from an entire landscape. Duke players no longer have Duke apparel that they're sporting lately. And I think that's a punishment from Coach Shashevsky. I've never seen it done from Carolina, but I have seen Coach Shashevsky in the past. If the team has a bad practice or they're not doing well from my time working at Duke, they can only walk, walk around in royal blue. <laughs> they cannot walk around in anything Duke related because I guess they're not living or upholding the standards with which we are have come to know for Duke basketball. So that's the thing. Hopefully we won't get to see that from Carolina, but you know, honestly, there's been some points where Carolina, some of the guys at Carolina shouldn't have been wearing that baby blue either, but I digress, right? We did talk about a guy who had an excellent game, freshman point guard Cable of Love, made a season high Four threes and led UNC with 25 points and seven assists. Also both personal best for the season. He became the first Tar Heel with at least 25 points and seven assists at Duke. Nice stat, right? Hopefully we can see a 18 to 25 performance from him for the rest of the year, right? I will not like any more streaky shootingness out of him. Carolina's win on last Saturday was number 897 for Roy. He is three victories shy of 906 from surpassing Bob Knight for the most third most wins by a Division I head coach. Excellent. Can be done. Lord knows we just need to get through COVID, right? The win at Duke was Coach Roy's 479th ninth at Carolina, his 209th ACC regular season win, 93rd ACC. ACC road win. All that good stuff to say. He's the man. We all know that. And I know right now he's probably punished those boys beyond what we can even imagine. So hopefully after his statement, basically understanding that they apologize, respecting that they apologize, but knowing that they're going to pay the heavy price for it, we can just all really get to more wins so we can honor Roy and the boys and all that good stuff, right? So let's talk about Virginia. Right, the Cavaliers are 14 and 3 on the season. They've had three slip-ups. And otherwise than that, They've been looking pretty good. They are 10 and 1 in the ACC. They began conference play with seven wins, only lost to Virginia Tech on January 30th. Then they got together for three more wins, including a big win at Georgia Tech on Wednesday, 57 to 49. We all know that Georgia Tech is probably that one team, and I would even argue Virginia Tech oftentimes can be those teams that just come in and spoil things for you, right? So it would be mindful if Carolina could just come in and spoil. Virginia's situation they got going on. Virginia, you know, surrendered a season-high 98 points in December, lost to top-ranked Gonzaga, which we all know is a high-flying, always-scoring, never-not-defending Gonzaga team, right? But they have allowed as a high of 68 points by Notre Dame in ACC play. And we have had our experiences with Notre Dame in the 60s range. You know, we we won by one point. So we all know how this could go. It could either be a well a well defended game, 
by Virginia, giving me big Clemson in energy, or Carolina could take their talents and shoot out the gym like they did against the Duke. However, Virginia is not Duke, not at any stretch of the means. So if we had a little cockiness and we felt like, see, to me, here we go, right? Let's have an honest conversation. If we were going to sit here and celebrate after a win, I'm thinking you celebrate after the Virginia win, right? If you take down a team that's 10-1 to the ACC, right, that's something to party about. That's something to never be maskless, but that's something to be celebrating, right? But if you're over here high, you know, high-fiving over just a 500 team, can y'all imagine how humble y'all about to be on Saturday when you get smacked? by Virginia like that's a little confusing because then then if you think the social media hate is bad now can you even can you even can you even imagine what it's going to be like if you guys get spanked by Virginia oh so y'all can go play and y'all can get hype and y'all can party with uh less than 500 Duke when y'all beat a less than 500 Duke team but now y'all want to sit here and act like y'all don't know how to play the game basketball when it comes to a a well-defending well-shooting team like Virginia so man oh man if you bet if there was never a game a more pressure filled game for the Tar Heels this is certainly it because you have to tell me that all that that partying whatever you fella you had to go on to beat a Duke team this is when you should have done it this is when we need to be going out on Franklin Street with masks of course socially distanced absolutely but still this was a situation to get hype about and yet here we are <laughs> hoping that our team shows up hoping that their legs are still alive. Who knows if any of them will play? I guarantee Armando and Dayron are not starting. Honestly, I don't even know the total team. I don't even know the situation to where who can start. Somebody got to play. But it might just be in the entire blue steel. Like, I don't even know where we're at with it, but I digress. I digress. So, if you're putting up money on this game, I think Carolina is not going to shoot the way they shot against Duke. I would bet the under. I would certainly bet the under. I'm, I don't know what the line is right now. We'll talk about that tomorrow, but... I obviously know Virginia is a favorite. I don't know. I don't know how I'm feeling. I need a night to sleep on you, right? We'll talk about it tomorrow. But there's only one place that has you covered and one place that I truly trust, and that certainly is betonline.ag. Sign up today for a free account and use that promo code locked on for your 50% welcome bonus. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore. You got to get in on the action. Head to locked on to receive a 50% welcome bonus when you make your first deposit. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. So make sure you tune in to all of our podcasts, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. We have a lot of great content. If you like regular shows where you listen to your specific team that you root for, we got that. If you have a conference that you just love, all of them, ACC, SEC, Pac-12, all of that, we got that for you too. So make sure you do your job, do the little research, hit a little you know Google search, type in your favorite you know team. Look up Locked On Podcast Network, and we have you covered. Make sure you get the Locked On Bets. If you are a betting man, betting woman, you like to gamble a little bit, Locked On Bets. We got Locked On Today, where you get 20 minutes inside scoop of all things happening in sports. So, hey, all the good stuff is happening over here at Locked On Podcast Network. Now, when we talk about the Carolina-Virginia series, right, Carolina is 131-59 to against Virginia. So, solidly, but you got to look at that from a landscape Right. Don't just think, oh, well, we've been dominating. Like, no, not, not the same thing. The three hundred the one hundred and thirty-one wins are the fifth most by UNC against any opponent. However, Virginia is not the team of old. Virginia has won six straight games against UNC, and the Cavaliers' longest winning streak in series history 
since winning the first eight games between the schools back way back when 1911 right Carolina is 44 and 36 in Charlottesville including four and six at John Paul Jones arena these arena names because we gotta work on them like little John is probably my least favorite we might do a show on arena names I think that's coming right little John Coliseum is obviously my least favorite I think Wake Forest one is a little bad too but John Paul Jones sounds like you know a beetle or something like that not my favorite but we'll go another day Virginia has won six in a row at John Paul Jones Arena. <laughs> UNC's most recent win at Virginia came back in 2012 when I was in school. <laughs> so there's that. Last year, we bring our talents back. Carolina, I mean, Cavaliers beat UNC twice. It was ugly. By nine points in December and by two on the last second three-pointer in February. And it was a, I say it was a killer because... Carolina's season had always been it's just one to two plays, right? It's just one to two possessions that really just broke your heart because you just knew this team wanted to be great and they just couldn't finish a game to save their lives. And so that was most what was most daunting, if anything. So Carolina's going to have to figure it out. They've had this season where things have swinged their way in one to two to three, less than five kind of points within games. They've gotten themselves back in two games, going down by 16 at one point to certain teams, down by double digits or more. So we we know Carolina is capable of coming back into games. I don't know that – I mean, I believe the shooting is there based on the Duke game. However, with this strongly defended game and Virginia doesn't mess up like Duke does, it's going to be a different animal. <laughs> and with all of the spotlight that's going to be on you already because you're Carolina and this Carolina-Virginia is a great game, and then you add on the fact that everything that you did over the past week, now even more scrutiny is on your head, different kind of pressure, different kind of pressure. You did it to yourself, though, but it's a different kind of pressure. I hate it for you, dog, <laughs> but it's a different kind of pressure. So we'll have to keep, you know, thinking about how we're going to be successful, right? We got three keys of victory for the Virginia game. We're going to talk about the stars that we're looking to see on Saturday from both sides of the ball. Who do we need to step up yet again, right? Is it still going to be Caleb? Is there somebody else in the mix that might need to have a good game who's overdue for one of those things? Garrison, yeah, there might be one. (laughs) Is there one? Come to the altar. Does Armando Baycott, after his name been in the mud, did he need to go ahead and have a good game? Hey, let's talk about it. Right. Let's have that conversation. Who needs to go off to just let silence all of the haters and doubters and whatever? I just look, pick your favorite. Let me know at Locked on Heels at Kennedy Cooper. Who are you excited to see play on Saturday and really just put all the noise to bed? That's what I'm hoping for. Who can shut everything up and just say, listen, we are the Carolina of old. We are the team that can rally. And get back to where we need to be because we're not about to sit here and let y'all just have our names in the mud or talk foolishness on us. And we're not delivering on the stage night in, night out. So that's where I'm hoping Carolina can be. Because not only do you have to play Virginia, then you got to go on Tuesday and play Virginia Tech, which we all know is always an exciting game, especially the last couple years where Carolina has pretty much played them evenly. Always comes down to one or two plays, might even go into overtime. We'll see. So. There's a lot going on there, right? Am I right? That's, I feel like that's a, that's a mouthful <laughs> for everybody in their mouth. So look for those things tomorrow. Make sure you come back. I'm excited about it. I'm excited to do a live tweet with you guys on Saturday at Locked on Heels or at Kenneth D. Cooper. Again, reminder, please listen to that Locked on Presents episode. If you don't do anything for anybody for Black History Month, do that for me. 
right? Just just go ahead, give me one solid, retweet it, share it, all that good stuff. I appreciate it. Hey, you know, we're out here surviving and thriving the best way we know how. Another day, another dollar. <laughs> Sometimes just trying to make a dollar out of 15 cents. Please stay smart and safe out here. Please take care of yourselves. Wear your mask, all that good stuff. I know you saw the Super Bowl celebration and you thought, oh, COVID was over. No, let me tell you, it ain't, right? So be smart, all that good stuff. And as always, you know how we get down. So you are Locked on Tar Heels, your daily podcast on the UNC Tar Heels, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day.